0: Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from restaurant business and food service director. I'm Pat Coby, senior editor covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. Today I'm talking with Chef Jimmy Wang, executive director of culinary innovation at Panda Express. Since joining Panda in 2014, he and his team have developed such signatures as black pepper Angus steak and plant-based orange chicken. Everything they create traces its story back to its culinary origins in Chinese cuisine. But the dishes also have to be approachable and comforting to American diners, whether they live in California or Arkansas. Chinese flavors with American tastes is Panda's secret sauce. Throughout the 2023 Lunar New Year celebration, which begins on January 22nd, The chain is offering special family feasts with symbolic foods, digital games with prizes, and an expanded interactive cultural package for educators. Listen as Chef Jimmy describes what each of these foods means, shares how he celebrates with his own extended family, and talks about what he's exploring next, including an exciting trip to Taiwan with some of his team. Welcome, Chef Jimmy. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Pat. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey that brought you to Panda Express.
1: Sure. So let's start with the very beginning. I was born and raised in Taiwan. Um, So we immigrated to the United States at the age of 14. This is back in 1993. And what that uh, signifies is is that I was always been surrounded by good food and the excellent delicious things uh just in terms of my childhood and so I was always brought up and surrounded with awesome deliciousness and you know from that point I was able to uh graduate and then looking into different professions but you know, the significance of getting into culinary really, uh, two things I want, uh, two people I want to thank. Uh, one person is my wife, and the other person is actually my, my mother. You know, my father is somewhat of a person that preferred to eat at home. So growing up, uh, she was the ultimate homemaker that has always constantly making delicious food, ever changing menu on a day to day basis to keep us entertained and excited about food big thanks to my wife is because she was the one that really encouraged me to pursue the career uh, in culinary that even though it's going to be tough uh long uh you know it it could sometimes get very tedious when it comes to relationship I think she just knew that that's something I wanted it uh, so she kind of pushed me towards it so that being said I was able to work during the daytime, attend a culinary school at night. Uh, during that time, the school was called California School of Education, known as Le Cordon Bleu. Mm-hmm. Upon graduation, I had a chance to work for a, a pretty big hotel uh, named Ritz-Carlton. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, where I got to learn a lot of different aspects of the kitchen, not just from a sit-down restaurant, but from banquet and, and catering and things like that. So, you know, it was kind of important journey because from that, Moving forward, I kind of sort of made up my mind, right? Um, I, I I also had a birth of my son. I knew that I needed to make sure that I can see as much on every aspect of the food service as I can so that I knew which one I want to stick with or the one I want to continue on as a part of my journey. So luckily, I was able to work for different types of establishment, from chain restaurants to small mom and pops. And then, you know, essentially led to me opening my own place. Uh, Just really wanted to try. I was young, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ambitious, just thought that, you know what, why not, right? Uh, Put in everything I got. Somehow was able to convince my wife about it. (laughs) But ultimately, we opened a small cafe in 2006. Uh, We had the business all the way for seven and a half years. But it was interesting because that also during that time period is where I was able to meet uh, some of the essential people from Panda Express, uh, because it was very local to the office. So I was able to meet uh, different departments, uh, different people from the office, where eventually introduced myself to the opportunity to become a consultant and a contractor uh, for the Panda brand. Subsequently, led me to this pretty big project in 2014, where I helped to design the menu for our Panda Express Innovation Kitchen in Pasadena Mm -hmm. uh, is one of a kind, currently still open, currently is the only location that we are continuously testing new menu items with the guests. Hmm. So with the success of that project, I think I did okay. Uh, So I I was offered a full-time position to come in and think about and also focus on culinary innovation for the Panda Bread.
0: And what was the name of your cafe? (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're going to laugh. We, we we thought about all the, the coolest name in the world, but what we end up going for is something very funny and catchy. Uh, we call it a hot stuff cafe. And the reason why it's called a hot stuff cafe is because on the menu, we used to serve a hot sizzling skillet of steaks. Uh, There's something that like very nostalgic to me and my childhood. And I really want to share that with the community. Mm -hmm. Um, so therefore you know hot stuff right it's going to burn your hands and just thought it was funny to kind of keep it that way
0: yeah definitely and now that you're at uh, panda express are there some signature dishes that you created as the chef
1: yes Um, fortunately we were able to create a lot of of fun delicious but also a lot of storytelling dishes and i think the one i want to point out it happens to be uh, our uh, black pepper Angus steak. Mm. So this dish is a premium dish. Uh, we use Angus steak and the sauce is very unique because it has the pepperiness, but it's savory, it's garlicky, uh, but it also had a subtle sweetness to it. And why is this dish such a signature with significance? Is Again, is me wanting to make sure that I can make a dish that translate from maybe my childhood, maybe my nostalgia for this particular taste with a wider audience. And combining that sort of experience with sort of what Americans could probably enjoy, which is a kind of the surrounding or the setting of a steakhouse, right? If you think about it, it's a premium, nice cuts of protein with some nice, fresh, crisp veggies and a delicious sauce on top of that. So just the two cultures combined together, we created this black pepper Angus steak. Uh, No kidding. It took me nearly five years in development until we were finally able to launch it.
0: Wow. Well, it's making me hungry just hearing about it. And it's lunchtime (laughs) here on the East Coast. And so... I know that the theme of Panda express' is, or their menu is Chinese flavors with American tastes. And that's been like the guiding principle all along. So how does that, what does that exactly mean? And how do you conform to that? So
1: when we think about our cuisine, you know, it's American Chinese, right? So let's start with the Chinese part. I think we had to have some origin, right? We always trace back to the Chinese origin. And when we talk about chasing back to Chinese origin, we're thinking about sort of the overall, a regional cuisine that currently exists in China or in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that something that we make has always a tie or a story traced back to the origin. And then also it could be diets and histories and all that. And then second part of it is that, hey, because we're in the United States, it's a huge melting pot when it comes to culture. Right There's a lot of uh, global influence to what, who we are today and also what we eat on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So how do we capitalize on that? How do we infuse? How do we take something that other culture has done really, really well, but somehow be able to incorporate into the food that we're creating here today? And the last part is the American perspective, and I think that speaks to sort of who am I serving, right? Who are my customers? Who are the people that will be able to enjoy this? And the important part of that is about the palate, right? It's that the people in California has to be able to enjoy it just as much as the people that currently lives in Arkansas or, or Tennessee, right? So it has to be approachable. It has to be in a way that provide a certain level of comfort when they, when they step into our restaurant.
0: Mm. And how many restaurants are there across the country?
1: well we're happy i happy to share with you that we are worldwide first of all we're over oh, okay. in twelve different countries uh and we're at a little over two thousand five hundred locations
0: wow sounds amazing that you can make food on like a quick service model for that many restaurants it's just amazing and quality you know authentic food
1: yeah we, we really take pride in that uh we have a fantastic operation team. They are out there uh, in the front line, uh, working every day, working really, really hard. And obviously we have a very strong supporting team as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, for us, it's really about be able to take the culture that we have and then be able to translate the culture through the food that we have. And so as we continue to expand, I think we're only gonna continue to open more and then reach more areas.
0: Great. Well, I know that orange chicken is probably one of your best-known dishes, and you created a plant-based version that tastes really close to the original. You mentioned it took five years for the Angus steak dish. How many years did it take to make that plant-based orange chicken? Because it's, you know, I actually had a chance to taste it when you first introduced it, and it was really um, so close to the original, you never would have guessed that it was plant-based.
1: So the first thing I, I have to ask is at least, are you telling me you like it?
0: Oh yeah, I thought it was really good.
1: <laughs> good, 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 that's good to hear. So the the journey of Black Pepper Angus Day, I think why it took five years was, I think the, the profile of black pepper isn't as approachable, right? And so it took time to continue to uh, uh, finesse it and also make it refine it, right? But for our plant-based orange chicken, there's a couple things we looked at, right? Number one thing is, well, first of all, there's a status, right? Orange chicken. It's everybody's favorite. So when we make a plant-based version, it better meet that standard. Mm -hmm. So for us, we focus a lot on texture and flavor. We want to make sure that it still translates, right? Because that's what people are expecting. The work that's also done is that we you know, hold a very high regards to the quality. So during this time, we were doing co-development code with Beyond Meat and we were in there every step the way from the sort of the plant-based substrate, which is the inside, you know, quote unquote chicken, mm-hmm. uh, to the coding system that is proprietary information or proprietary blend formula that belongs to Panda, Panda only. And of course, our signature sauce when you combine it all together. Um, Sort of in that combination, everything encompassed together becomes sort of our sort of the newest plant based favorite for our guests.
0: And is orange chicken your bestseller?
1: Currently is. Yes. Mm, I, I don't want to shoot out a number, but I would say I would say, you know, 30, maybe a little over 30 percent of our choices by our guests.
0: Mm, interesting. And with so many locations, how do you figure out what dishes will work on such a large scale?
1: great question i think the idea is always great right any idea any innovation any concept is always great but the the great question here is can it be uh, repeatable right across Mm. the country or internationally so stage one um, from when we had the conceptual idea we actually use the location I mentioned earlier, the, Pas- mm-hmm. the Pasadena location, which is the Panda Express Innovation Kitchen, it's becoming sort of the live laboratory for us. So whenever we have this fun idea that we maybe come up with a generalized recipe or sort of we believe it's already at a position where we're ready to share with our guests, we'll take it there. We'll actually serve it. Um, sometimes it could be short as three weeks, uh, as long as three months, right mm. but the idea again is just get that a little gut check, a little preview to the guests just to learn how people react to it, right but ultimately, what from that point is we take that learning and we start to the refinement process, you know, based on the feedback, based on the experiences what we heard, how can I make the dish even better from taste, from texture, uh from the way it builds from appeal, the color, even mm. right? And then from that point, we take it further and to work with our operation, because they had to be able to replicate it. They had to be able to do the job well. And of course, we will monitor that and we'll monitor that process, make sure that we get their feedback. And again, continue to sort of uh, refine it further and further until a point we feel like, hey, at this point, the, the idea is now a actual dish, right? Uh, And then the dish itself is ready to meet the mass. And then, of course, then we'll get ready for the purchasing. And then eventually we'll get to the point where we teach and train and obviously go into launching into the system.
0: Do you have managers at each location or more like regional managers that you employ? So
1: in our operation, we have a, a lot of different supervision, right? So we do have a regional a uh, supervisor we call the area coach or operation but mm-hmm. uh, in each of our location we do have a GM and the general manager is almost like a business owner they mm. oversee the entire operation um, they are the one that's dealing with the ordering the procurement scheduling the finance all that good stuff so essentially we got like 2,500 little owners out there that's monitoring every single location
0: Cool. And something really exciting is coming up on Sunday, January 22nd, is the beginning of Lunar New Year. And I know that's a big deal for Panda Express. So tell me um, if you're offering any special dishes this year, or what are some favorites from past years?
1: Yeah. So Lunar New Year is a holiday that uh, signifies the importance of family and togetherness, right? Myself, you know, Lunar New Year is always, it's always like somehow we slow down, right? And then because we slow down, when we're celebrating, we're together, we think about a feast. We think about being together and eat a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so at Panda, we encourage people to try our family meal uh, during the Lunar New Year time, where you get to choose three entrees and then two large size of your choice, okay? And then by putting these, assemble your favorite item together and then enjoy the feast with a larger family or group of friends, it really helps to bring out the Lunar New Year celebration, right? Mm. For us, we also uh, have a fun scratcher game right now currently that's digital. Uh, You can go on our website or go to our mobile app. You know, we have some instant prizes, something like such as premium upgrades, a free egg roll, all the way up to like $8 off to family meals and $888 of gift cards. Wow! And again, we wanna use this opportunity to, again, just for people to understand that the celebration can go extend outside of just the meal. Like there's prosperity, there's fortune uh, we wanna share with people. But diving into the menu itself, there are a few key items on our menu that symbolize the celebration. So for example, orange chicken, the orange itself means prosperity. The chicken itself means together because it's the head to the t- uh, head to the tail. Mm. Uh, we also have honey water shrimp, and the shrimp it actually in Cantonese is equal or uh, says smile. Okay, uh, <laughs> long noodle chow mein equals longevity, long life. So that's always something that we celebrate on during the, during the New Year's. We wish upon each other. And then the last thing for that's not always forget is the wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So for our golden egg roll equals to the gold bar, right? we got to have wealth. we got to have that fortune. So these are the symbolic items you can enjoy with us in our restaurant. Also play some fun games to celebrate with your friends and family.
0: Wow, I'm so glad I learned about all of that because I never knew those dishes were so symbolic. And this year you're also doing um, Let's Explore Lunar New Year for the classroom. And that's like a special educational package that you put together and started actually in December. So can you explain that? Sure.
1: So to trace back, Let's Explore really started about uh, 12 years ago. Right. It's a free curriculum that it's making fun and easy for teachers to educate their students. Uh, my daughter was born and raised here and then so she is recognizing the Blue new year she celebrates with the family but it but she likes it right she wants to tell her friends about it but yet sometimes it's really hard to do that until somebody really kind of found a way to segue right mm-hmm. and then so you know a lot of school now are having culture days culture celebration days and so this is just again for us to uh provide the material the opportunity to enrich the tradition uh and then to educate this tradition with the mass right uh over the pandemic we completely digitalize it so now the let's explore let's explore program is actually a little bit more interactive it actually has games and trivias uh it's really designed for the pre-k all the way up to the fifth graders mm, so cool. that's just a little bit of uh background and as far as this year, um, what we did was that we saw so much success with the impact of Let's Explore. So, you know, what the team really thought about was let's, let's make it more, right? How can we do it more? So, we partnered up with educational nonprofit uh, called Donor Choose, you know, really comes in partnerships so that we can actually do a nationwide celebration for Lunar New Year uh, Classroom Initiative. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this partnership, basically, we're able to invite consumers, we invite donors to be a part of spreading culture awareness. And then as a result, uh, Panda was able to fund nearly 600 Lunar New Year classroom projects across nearly 300 schools, providing support for 350 teachers today.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And how does your family celebrate Lunar New Year? Do you get together with an extended family and do special dishes, too, at home?
1: Yeah, Lunar New Year for us, it's always about, doesn't matter how far you are, right? You always found a way to come together, mm. uh, whether it's through travel, whether it's now using a web camera. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we always find this couple of days where we can see the family members. Um, so my sister would actually travel from New Jersey to come over to L.A.
0: Oh, cool. Um,
1: and then my in-laws, uh, some of their other team members, uh, family members, uh, that will travel from different states also to come over. But most important thing, there's something fun for us. There is a red envelope tradition, okay? So the idea is that the New Year's Eve that we will hand out red envelopes to the children or to the young adults. And then the idea is that you're supposed to take whatever the money is in there, the red envelope itself as a fortune, to sleep under your pillow. And what that means is actually you are uh, pressing or sleeping and resting on a good fortune so that the next morning when you wake up into the new year and Mm -hmm. then you open up your fortune, is supposed to resonate and stay with you for the entire year to come
0: what a great tradition i love that
1: yeah so that's something that my yeah. kids definitely um had a chance to experience it and grew up with and when they try to explain that to their friends first they didn't quite understand it but eventually <laughs> at some some point they they get the idea right behind that and then Uh, It's symbolic. And it's also just in general, it's really a lot of laughter, joy, celebration, Mm -hmm. be a part of a community, right? So this has always been a larger deal. Like when we celebrate Lunar New Year, we don't just want to celebrate at the household. We want you to come. We want the neighbor to come. And Mm -hmm. we're saying hi and greet the neighbors. And that's what Lunar New Year is about.
0: Interesting. I love that. And as two, 2023 gets underway, what are you lo- most looking forward to, both professionally and personally? Are you doing any new dishes that you could reveal or are those top secret? Well,
1: personally,
0: I'm about to take a trip back to Taiwan. Uh, oh, so wow. I'm really,
1: That's- really looking forward to that. Uh, it's the end of February. I'll be spending eight days in Taiwan. And fortunately, we're able to bring uh, a couple team members with me. Uh, so there will be four of us that will be traveling together. Uh, selfishly, I, I really love this idea that I get to show them where I grew up, uh, mm. the food that is only there, um, and also give them a chance to embrace uh, the cultural differences, but also seeing that how they can take sort of what they're seeing, what they're tasting, and then inspire them in some way, right? Mm. Which kind of leads for the person to become something more professional because Mm -hmm. I think that segues to the next thing I'm looking forward to is spending time in May uh, when we work in chef camp. So every year, uh, we spend about 28 days to 30 days away from the office. Mm -hmm. We take a short residency at a nearby culinary school where we just go in and create, right? And, And so with this trip, it becomes sort of the step one, getting inspiration. And then step two, we're gonna take these inspiration into this laboratory and start to incubate ideas. Mm. Um, some things maybe further out, maybe it takes 10 years to make, something maybe as quick as we can make it in six months. But the goal was always to spend this time to sort of engage innovation, but engage at a 100% level um, so that we can just simply create Uh, ideate uh, ultimately create sort of a library that we're proud of and then maybe someday every item in the library could become something for panda it might not but just the fact that we're taking the time to do that i think is very satisfying from a creative perspective but also it really gets the job done
0: Thanks so much, Chef Jimmy. You really made Lunar New Year come alive for me and our listeners. You can download this episode of Menu Feed and Past Ones on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Pat Kobe.